Sound Design. Sound Design Live is produced independently by me, Nathan Lively, in Oakland, California. Welcome to Sound Design Live. Today, my guest is the CEO of MadiVision, Anthony Kerdis. Anthony, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So I really only have one question for this entire interview, which is, how the hell does it work? Okay. How the hell does it work? (laughs) (laughs) I found out about your technology through watching one of my favorite bands, Sigur Ross from Iceland. They did a concert, remind me where it was, in Dresden, I believe, and they used MadiVision to live stream their entire concert. It was super fun. I'd never seen anything like this before. You guys had um, six cameras set up on stage. So I could choose any feed from the six cameras. And then on top of that, you can pan and zoom the entire camera. I, I, I don't really understand how that's possible because obviously I'm not controlling the camera because you have lots of people tuning in to watch this. Each position was right next to a performer. So it was crazy because I've been to see Sigurdas a bunch of times. But, you know, I'm always way back because they play in really big places. So I've never got to stand like right next to him. Uh, Yonzi, for example, the lead singer, and watch him play, or right next to the bass player and watch him play, or right next to the um, the string ensemble. Like I said, you can pan and zoom the cameras, and I'm not sure any... Do you know of anybody else who's doing anything like this, Anthony? Well, to the level that we are, not really. I, I know there are a lot of uh, other people trying uh, their hands on a 360 video at the moment, but uh, on this level that we are talking about with Mativision, I, I don't think anybody else has even tried to be close to us. Uh, we have seen a couple of projects with the 360, most remarkably the one by Chris Milk with Beck. Oh, uh, I hello, saw that hello one. That again. was amazing, yeah. Well, it's very interesting to compare what we do with what Chris Milk has done, especially if you go to the Siguro site and watch any of the songs and then go to the Hello Again site and wait for 30 minutes for this to download and exactly. compare the two qualities. So mm-hmm. I think that nobody really is close to us yet. But, you know, technology evolves, so we expect to have a competition sometime or the other. So just to let people know... Um if they want to see that Sigur Ross video that I'm talking about, they can just Google um, 360 Sigur Ross live, I think, and, and they'll be able to find it. And if they want to find the Harvey Milk video that he's talking about, you can just Google Beck um, Harvey Milk. And the big difference between those two uh, videos that we're talking about is that the Sigur Ross one was was live and it was streamed live. And when you go to their site, it, it loads immediately. You can you can rewatch the live feed. And when you go to the um, Beck Harvey Milk video, it has to load either all of it or a lot of it. It takes a long time for it to load. But so it's not really streaming technology. It's uh, it's it's playing back, but it's similar in that you can switch between different cameras and pan and zoom the cameras. And as you pan and zoom the cameras, the audio also changes, uh, which is which is pretty different than watching the Sigur Ross, mm-hmm. which is just one stereo feed, I believe. Anthony, can you talk a little bit about how this works? I don't know yes, a lot yes. about video streaming technology, mm-hmm. but I'm really I'm really curious about how you get all of those images onto a server, I guess, somewhere, <laughs> and then how ha- and then users are able to manipulate them. 
Well, th- thank you, Nathan, for giving me the chance to talk about all this, and I I really hope hope that I can shed some light on how Mativision works and what we do. But let me go back a bit and and uh, make one little correction on what you said before uh, in comparing the two different projects, because what you actually watch today with Figuros is also a video on demand project. It's not live streaming anymore. It's, it obviously has been recorded mm-hmm. after we finish the live streaming. So the two projects are more or less. Uh, video on demand projects. The difference, of course, is that uh, in, in our system the cameras change very quickly and there is no uh, n- nothing stopping the, the audio. The audio will always stay synchronized. Uh, so, so the whole experience is more, more seamless and more interactive. Uh, with with the back, uh, unfortunately, with that project, when you want to switch from a camera to the other camera, you'll have to wait a couple of minutes and uh, nothing happens in between. So it's, it's a different really feeling and a different engagement. But let's, let's go back to Mativision. So uh, to, to, to start with, I, I need to make it clear that we're not talking about conventional cameras. Uh, we have these uh, cameras that we use, which are specially made and uh, customized little units. Uh, each one of them has a number of uh, miniature singles, single chip high definition cameras in it. Uh, they are integrated in, in a self-contained rugged uh, ex- enclosure, which is the size of a little coffee mug. Wow, that's uh, really yes, small. Uh, are yes, these, very are small. these cameras available small. to everyone? Like, can nope. I just get one of these and shoot a 360 degree video? Mm-hmm. Or they ha- you nope. had them specially made? We, we use an enclosure that uh, is something of, of a standard enclosure that is provided by, by a certain company, but then we integrate everything inside ourselves. We have an, an electronics company that does all this customization for us. So even if somebody could trace the, the, the company that builds the basic head unit, the quality they will get by using it would not be the same. And um, also then the most important thing is that Mativision is really based on, on on a series of different software that has been developed by us, starting from the capture software, the encoding software, the software that we use to, to record and control and the, the player that we have, which is at the moment the, the only multi-camera player in the market. Uh, so, so really, this is not an off-the-shelf uh, system or a system that you can build by buying different components from different manufacturers. So going back to the camera, each of these cameras... Uh, captures a complete sphere around it. That's full 360 degrees in all directions, like a bubble. There is a black spot at the bottom, which is necessary because that's where we actually put the camera on on a little tripod. But but, uh, it's been helpful for us because that little spot at the bottom allows us to, to put our mark there, our logo. Um, then we can use it also for, for sponsors to put their own... Uh, their own messages there, or even a link to, to a site where they can uh, they, they can sell merchandise or or uh, or products themselves. So it's it's been something like an in image advertisement area where really it 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 it's not straight up on your face. It's uh, down there. If you don't look at it, it it doesn't harm anybody. So what we do then is we position ser- several of these cameras, and we have lots of these cameras. We we don't have three or four; we have more than ten cameras. So we we position several of these cameras in selected places on stage. Sometimes also in the audience. Uh, sometimes we use them movable as as a, as a roaming camera because we also have a roaming system. This means that we we can capture content from uh, any of these different positions at the same time. Uh, the content that we capture is processed in real time. Uh, 
it sent to our dedicated streaming servers, which are at the moment placed in California. And these servers then distribute the content at the same time all over the world. Um, you mentioned that uh, you don't have to move the cameras. Yes, that's true. And I'll explain that also. We can reach an unlimited number, a truly unlimited number of viewers who can watch the content at the same time. And each one of them will have their own totally individual, totally interactive view with full interactive control to change cameras, viewing angles, zoom in, out, uh, all the things that you said. Um, th this happens because of the way we have developed our software and it's, it's really done by the player itself. So there, there's no need to go back to the source, which is either the camera in a live stream or the recorded files on a video-on-demand uh, project. And uh, at the end, what we get is, I, I think, what's really the most immersive and engaging way to watch any performance today. Um, I'll repeat that there are no moving parts involved. The viewers do not have to download anything to watch a Mativision performance. All they do is go to a website and watch. They, they don't even need to press play to start automatically. So I guess what I'm wondering then is you could possibly have the, you have these 10, 360-degree cameras. That just seems like so, so much information that you must be uploading to the server. You have, I don't know how many lenses on this camera sending out all these images. All those images are going up to the server. I don't know, it just seems like so much information. <laughs> well, it's, it's like having six high-definition feeds from each one of our cameras. So okay. essentially what we need to do, or we needed to do, we needed to devise a way to make this uh, some way economical without uh, sacrificing uh, image quality. Uh, at the end of the day, what we really allow the system to transmit is, um, is a, a composite image which is uh, almost three times high definition. Uh, so that's a big image. And if we're talking about recording with, let's say, six cameras for two hours, that will give us a lot of terabytes. So we, 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 are, we are talking about uh, huge amounts of data. This is why we need uh, very robust and very powerful connections to the internet uh, on site when we want to, to live stream. And, and also we, we, we need to be able to have huge capacities to, 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 to send all this content to the, to the viewers. Uh, but what we do is we, we work with very powerful CDNs which allow us to, to cache the content uh, all across the world. So we don't need to distribute it directly from California. We distribute it locally to the viewers no, no matter where they, they are. And this is a very complex system that does this, but it allows us to be able to, 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 to supply this in very good quality and with perfect interactivity from uh, the last little village in Alaska to any place in the <laughs> north of Russia or, or, or wherever. Let me give you a simple example. You, you know, obviously, that uh, all we're talking about also is available on mobiles. We can stream, we can live stream multiple fully interactive cameras to iOS devices. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. All this stuff that yes. you can do that I talked about on the concert, right. watching on your computer, you can also do on, on, um, iOS on your phone yeah, or, or an iPad. Not, it's pretty not amazing. Not Android yet. We expect to have Android ready by the, by the end of the year. But again, because we want to, to, to do things at the level of quality we want to, to, to offer to our customers, sometimes it means that we, we are not 
not there when everybody else expects us to be there. For example, we we don't have an Android application because we we can't get at the moment the reliability and the robustness from from Android, and um, we make a very um, a very conscious decision that we will limit our Android development on on only a couple of different platforms. In Android, there are so many different platforms. It's it's really. Uh, you know, very very confusing. But let me go back. Let me go back to the iOS devices. Uh, when we developed for for iOS, we we had to go as far as designing and implementing our own graphics libraries from scratch. And that's because Apple's SDKs were not really much used to us. It was very rudimentary. It was okay for for little games, but the the kind of tools that we wanted were not there. So we had to sit down. And, and really design and implement our own 3D libraries because we we are using a 3D space in order to do what we do with Mativision. Sound Design Live produces free audio podcast interviews with industry experts, product reviews of pro audio books, hardware, and software, and tutorials and articles on sound engineering, sound design, and sound system design and optimization. Subscribe today at sounddesignlive.com or by searching for Sound Design Live in iTunes or SoundCloud. Let me also ask about the audio, though. So, so during a live event, mm-hmm. um, are you bringing your own audio equipment and, and mixing, or are you just taking a feed from the uh, the house mix? Well, in fact, we we do both, and it's it's a mix of uh, of what the the client will allow us to do. What we do is we bring our own Pro Tools systems with us. Now that that's one of a standardized tool where we don't develop anything. We 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 use a very robust Pro Tools uh, multi-channel system with us, uh, and we record the audio that we get from the front of house. Usually, though, what happens in most of our VOD projects is that the the artists uh, are very, very sensitive with audio, and this is their their main product. So what we do is we will record our own audio, which we will, we will use as a pilot, but what will happen is the artist's representatives will send us an official mix uh, sometime after the event itself, and that mix would be approved by the artists, so we will use that mix uh, on our VOD. When we do live stream, we we have we get a mix a live mix on 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 the night, uh, and this is approved by by the uh, by the artists during um, most probably a bit after the sound check, and this is what we use on our transmission. Um, now this gives me a chance to talk about a bit um, uh, this this audio that you mentioned at the start of our conversation with the Chris Milk project. We we also have tried to do this around audio. Uh, approach, and in fact, we used this when we projected the images on on a huge screen in uh, in an in an international fair in Shanghai, and that was interesting because people were moving around and the audio would move around them. Uh, for example, if you were watching uh, a street view and there was a bus there and you rotated your view so the bus came behind you, the the sound of the bus would also come behind you. Wow, that's funny. And, and, and that made sense because we were in 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 a city like uh, uh, environment, but but we found out that in in concerts, it is really very confusing because there's no such thing as 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 changing surround audio when you are in a concert. If you're in a concert and you turn your head around, you more or less hear the same thing. So if you go close to the drummer, you're not going to hear the drummer that much, uh, you know, louder. If you go to 
close to the bass player. You're not going to hear the bass player because the audio doesn't come from the position of the bass player. It will come from the front of house, big, uh, hanged uh, arrays. Yeah, you know, I didn't really think about that, but especially in the case of Sigur Ross, all of those guys are using in-ear monitors, so nowhere on the stage are you going to hear vocals, for example. Uh, You'll just always hear drums. (laughs) Right, you are absolutely right. And and also, when we did some tests with with this around idea, and not only this around idea, but the, the, how can I say this, the localized audio, for example, Mm -hmm. we, we, we changed the mixes in order to make it a bit more pronounced that you are close to the drummer, a bit, a bit more pronounced that you are close to the guitar player, and things like that. When we played this out once as, as a demo to Muse, they were horrified. <laughs> they said, well, guys, what are you doing? Are you joking? I mean, the, 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 we spend so much money to make sure that the audio field in, in our concert is uniform. If you are in front of the stage or, or if you're back there, you, you, you get a, a pretty good mix wherever you are, and you are ruining it. <laughs> so, so the whole idea of, of surround in in a, in a concert environment may make sense, uh, but but in fact it doesn't. Uh, I I I I have now an application though that this makes sense, and in fact you will see a product coming. Um, towards uh, Christmas. I don't know whether it's going to be available in the States because this is a French product. We captured a classical, a big symphony orchestra uh, with one of our cameras. Now, this is a situation where if you rotate, you would like to listen to the music changing. For example, if you turn to your right and you look towards the violins or the violas, or you, you turn on the other way and you look at the, at the pianist, you would like to have this particular instrument yeah, highlight nice. a bit. But, but that's a completely different uh, environment. And these mixes are taken care of by extremely experienced engineers in France. And you know the French, most probably you know, they, they are very, very developed in, in audio research. So they have incredible ideas, uh, they, they strange ideas, sometimes like their cars. So, <laughs> Will you, you know. send that to me when that comes out and I'll, I'll post it uh, yes, on yes. the show notes for this podcast? Oh, certainly, Sandra, I'll, 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 I'll send you a note. Uh, we, we try to do that for Anthony, do you see people selling these kind of interactive videos on DVD or for download, for example? Like, do you think someone like Sigur Ross or another band like Muse might sell um, videos that you would download this and watch it later or DVDs that, that then you could interact with? Well, we are already. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, the, the first such product will come in November and that's for, with uh, the Dream Theater. We recorded the Dream Theater last July, not this July, the, the July before last, to be honest, in uh, in Luna Park in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. So this November, there will be a deluxe DVD package coming from Eagle Rock. And uh, with the deluxe package, there will be a paper insert that will allow you to download for free one of their songs, totally interactive, and keep it on your computer with no need to be on the internet. And uh, soon after Christmas, we will release a full interactive product that will be both downloadable and also available as, as a deluxe package on a couple of uh, installed DVDs. 
So I assume so, you have some kind of desktop player then that oh, is yes, similar yes. to the online player. We have a desktop player that has much better quality than the already very good quality that you can see on, on online because we don't have the restriction of the internet, bandwidth and everything. And uh, also we don't have the, the restriction of uh, you know whether you can have two or three or four cameras or you know it's, it's, it's a completely different product but more or less in a, in a similar way. Uh, so we we have the desktop product like this, but also today you can you can download the news app and the slash app. Uh, in both cases, you actually download the songs on your iPhone or iPad and you keep them there. So the the downloadable uh, product is is already working for us. Are there live applications for this on site, on location that aren't necessarily online? Um, oh, I yes, how, how would users interact with this um, if it was, for example, at the concert itself? Well, there are, there are two ways. Uh, let, let him start from the, from the simple one that is not really that much motivation. This is the, the, the capability to, to feed um, our images to, to be used for the projections, the, the projectors that are there, you know, usually. All, all, all concerts, they have big projectors and uh, they get live images from the, from the stage. So when we did the news in Leeds Festival and, and the Festival of Reading, they they asked us if we could feed to them images from the, from our uh, 360 systems so that they could use us as, as additional channels. Oh, nice! They for, could switch for, that in as another source. Yes. So so what we did is because the processing that we do is pretty fast, and uh, we we don't really have uh, uh, major delays between the live um, images and the and, and our projected images. We we fed them a flat um, projected uh, video image, much like the Earth when you see it hanged on the wall, flat. This is what what our image would look like. So that was three thousand seven hundred pixels long, which meant that then they could get their video mixer and crop it and crop crop uh, the aspect ratio that they wanted from within this big image. In fact, they could even pan in this image a little window, and they simply projected this on the big screens. So that that worked. This is not interactive because that's, that goes on the big screens. Now, another application we have done is we, we, in a, on a smaller scale, we, we can set a local network where we stream uh, totally controlled to either you know, laptops or uh, iPhones, iPads that are controlled by a local network that we set up. So people that are in the area, they can have this, this live streaming restricted to them as, as if they have their own personal big screen viewer. Nice. Now, uh, I, I, I understand all these are very, very interesting and they, they, they read very well. If you read them on, on an article or in a presentation, they, are, they really seem to be very impressive. But I, I, I'm a music goer and um, I think people go to, uh, to, to festivals and to, to concerts to, to enjoy the experience. And I really don't understand the people that enjoy the experience looking through their, their iPhones. It's true. There's this whole controversy <laughs> now about whether or not it's appropriate to, you know, Film the entire show on your giant iPad, holding it up, you know, annoying yes. everyone else. <laughs> annoying everybody else. So uh, that's interesting. So you work on this stuff live, and yet you are anti-screens at the performance. 
yes, I, I think when you're a performer, you have to 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 really soak in all this experience, the audio, the noise, the feeling. You have to be looking around, and and this is in fact what we try to to recreate with Mantivision. Okay. We are trying to recreate in your living room the the experience of being in a concert and looking all over the place, looking around, moving from place to place. Uh, it it simply doesn't make any sense to me to to recreate this on site. I want to interrupt the podcast for a minute to tell you about Patreon. Patreon is a great way for people like me to use crowdfunding to support their work. It's basically like an ongoing Kickstarter campaign where you can pledge a certain amount for each new podcast that I create. Don't worry about paying too much in a month or accidentally going over your budget because you can set a maximum pledge per month. My content is still free. I'm just asking for your support. In return, every time you listen to an episode of Sound Design Live, you'll know that you contributed to its creation. Now, if you want to give a little bit more per month, I have a bunch of cool bonus offerings like the Sound Design Live ebook, a monthly Q&A session, career coaching, and even participation during the live interviews. Another really cool thing about contributing through Patreon is that the more supporters I have, the more time I can spend on Sound Design Live, and the more great educational interviews I can publish for you. So if you feel that Sound Design Live has made a difference, then go to patreon.com slash sounddesignlive right now to become a supporter. That's patreon.com slash sounddesignlive. Thank you. Well, the best thing we have to remember uh, is that the cameras are unmanned. We have no crew on stage. The cameras, they go on, on microphone stands or other props, and we are way away from them. So the, the Mativision operation on stage is totally transparent. Well, and what's interesting about that is that you can almost run an event with just one person, right? Because you just you need to get the cameras set up, but then you're not really switching. All you have to do is then get those cameras and the audio to your server. Yep, you're you're mostly right. the The thing that we really are more most afraid of is the strike, as they say, which is right after the concert has finished, where the whole thing is coming down in in extremely fast uh, oh, so you uh, speed. Need to get your cameras out and, of the way, and we have to get all the cameras and all the cabling and everything out of the way. So, <laughs> apart from that, yes, we we set it up, we put it to work, and we just watch it. What is the connection between the cameras and your hardware? Wherever are you sitting backstage? Or are you out front? Yes, yes. Now we, we we can be as as far as 150 meters away from the cameras, and we use a specialized optical network to to allow us to get all this huge information to our computers where we do the first level of processing. So those so are we, those are optical cables. Yes, yes, we have specially made optical cables. They're made by a company in the States. I think they're the only company worldwide that made them. Those have to be some really rugged optical cables, right? Because if anyone well, steps on it or if it gets a kink in it, that's going to stop the transmission. Well, in fact, what we do is we, we take these cables that are manufactured by this company and then we, we manufacture in-house our own umbilical which is pretty protective, and uh, it's it's easy also to, to 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 lay around. So there again, there, there is some customization from from us. But so Anthony, I, I think Madivision is very cool. I'm excited about you guys growing and doing more events. If I was a concert producer, I would get you to do video for my entire tour. So thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today. And I hope you'll come back again when uh, you guys have the second version of the camera coming out. And 
where is the best place for people to follow your work online? Well, I think at the moment, we, we have mativision.com, which is really a very rudimentary site because most of the work that we do goes to our clients' uh, sites. And uh, this is really where you should follow them. I think this is the best way. At the moment, the most recent show that we did is the Siguros one. I believe it's pretty good. Soon we will release uh, an iPhone uh, and iPad application for Stevie Vai. That's a very comprehensive app. We have a full concert of Steve from uh, Hammersmith here in uh, in London. And it was a beautiful concert. And the image is extremely impressive. Mm. After I I think this will be uh, out there sometime late October. We we are now finalizing it, and uh, uh, the the artist himself is very enthusiastic, and uh, all his crew is uh, very happy with the result. Uh, and then we will be looking towards having the Dream Theater up out. So at the moment, uh, Sigros is is where you can see what we can do. Mativision.com is a place where we put together some some of our projects, but not all of them. And um, the the Upworld sound design. Hey, 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 this is Nathan. Thanks for listening to the show. If you've enjoyed this episode of Sound Design Live, rate it, rate it. on iTunes or send it to a friend. Yeah.